The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life and they're not expensive. And the one I'm using today is, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. You'll understand the review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Much sooner than you think. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use if we decide to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Well, because on Monday I'm, I'm going to pay the bill. <laughs> That's why. Also, a Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience post-fall-down edition, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through the process, not just about going to church. Now, I did that on Sunday. Not just about, you know, um, you know, taking the dogs out. I did that on Sunday. But also what happens when you slip in the bathroom and you decide you're going to tackle the wall, the, the, the door bridge, with your kneecap. What happens and how do you respond? We're going to talk about all that. Here's the bottom line, though. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want you to let it die of loneliness. If you have a prayer request, if you have a praise report, later we'll, we'll do Bible trivia. But right now, if you want to share with us, you want to reach out to us, the number to call is 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770, where you get to actually talk to Cat and Chris... And then you will once again be sailing in the right direction. Let's see, a couple of days you couldn't do that, but now you can. You can also text in at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Also, was there something else? Yes, there is. You can email david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which, of course, leads us to the website, where there's two things that I got to, three things I got, fourth, there's three things I got to tell you about. One, you can get the book, The Broken for His Glory, which has to do with getting hurt in a church, but then buck up, you got to go back to church. That's number one. Number two, there's some really cool, cool pictures from our California life in regards to sunsets. I told you guys we lived in the La Jolla area and then also in uh, the Carlsbad area, and in that area we had a three-mile-wide 
ocean view. So I have a thousand pictures, and they're they're I don't know if you saw them. Right now. They're pretty cool. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's pretty cool. And then the other thing you can do is you can give. Now we never want to manipulate anybody into giving. Giving is something we believe that the Lord should put on your heart. If you give, we want you to give to your church first, your place of worship first, where you get fed first. This is not your church. This is a ministry in the context of fellowship. We get together. We strengthen each other as we see the day approaching. If you decide you do want to give, great. If not, please pray for us. That's what we're going to ask you. Please go and check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okie dokie, artichokey. So uh, there's so much that I want to say, but so much I have to be careful to say, uh, only because it's all of it's embarrassing. There's nothing that's not embarrassing. I will tell you this. For the last two days, I have not been in the studio. So for those of you that did not know that, I was pretty good on our part then, huh? <laughs> not too shabby. All right. Uh, I did have an accident. Before we get into that, I want to set up the scripture that I'm going to use and then bring the whole experience into it. This is going to be coming out of Psalm 9. So we've gone through eight psalms. We're in the ninth psalm. And it says this, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. So uh, people are like, yeah, well, that's great. When things are going great, I can do that. Yeah, I mean, I could say, hey, love you, Lord. Hey, hey, your works are just fantastic. Hey, hey, now. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I rejoice in you when things are going well. That's really not much of a test of faith. In fact, if you don't give praise when things are going well, you're stingy. I mean, I'm just, man, me. It's whether you can say thank you when you're in your bathroom after you've taken a shower your dogs are barking at the neighbors, which, you know, you're not allowed to have your dogs just continually bark because it's not being a very good neighbor. You go out and tell your dog, hey, hey, take a bone, go to the bank and buy a clue because you're too loud. Then you go back into your bathroom and uh, in the one foot space that doesn't have a rug, <laughs> the rest of it's rugged, right? Whoop. And uh, I'm not exactly small or light, and with full force, I showed people how to tackle a door jam with my kneecap. Now, what was bad about this situation was my nose was at the same place that my knee was at when this happened. That is not a normal function for me. <laughs> okay, that's number one. Number two, then I landed back on the ground, kind of smacked my head. And the pain was just glorious, if you uh, like that kind of thing. The challenge was that I was in my bathroom, and I had to, with my hands on my face, without moving, or let me rephrase it, without tilting my leg, crawl step by step, literally taking my hands, digging it into the carpet and pulling myself along until I can get all the way to the other part of the house where my cell phone was because we don't have phones in our, bedroom, in our bedrooms anymore. Yeah, sometimes technology, maybe not the greatest thing. 
So I was able to reach out to my wife. She was able to immediately uh, come home. We have a couple of codes. We use codes. I don't know about other people, but if it's something that's re- – we only use the 911 code if it's something really serious. So I gave her a 911 text, called the store, told her, got to get here right now. Uh, you know, it's not a good situation. <laughs> it's just kind of how it goes. Now, let me say a couple of things because I'll, I'll tell the rest of it in the next portion, but I want to make it connective to the Scripture so you can understand. Now – it's at that point you can turn and you can look. Well, you couldn't turn because I couldn't move. But you can turn your heart towards the Lord and go, why? Right? No logical. There's no nothing that you couldn't come up with anything. Right? You couldn't like, what's the word I'm looking for? You couldn't put it in a box and go, well, this had to happen because this, because this. You could never do It was an accident, as my wife said. Uh, well, you're, you're a klutz. Okay, so yeah, okay. So, I mean, there's not a lot of... Sp- but the attitude towards the Lord and the quickness it is to blame, and I will confess that a thousand other times I have looked up to God and said, really? <laughs> really? You don't got anything else to do? You guys are bored in heaven? You guys got to pick on me? You know, I know nobody else has ever felt that way. But the bottom line is I didn't do that this time. I didn't. I just looked up to the Lord and said, I'm just going to step in. I literally said this, Lord. I'm just going to step out in faith. And if you're mad at me, I'm just hoping you're not chastening me in your hot displeasure. That's the first line I want to use because I don't know. Maybe I missed something big and the Lord really wasn't happy. But the bottom line was I never at any point sensed that the Lord wasn't with me. It just was a lousy scenario. That's it. And instead of yelling or blaming God or better yet, because this is what Job did, justifying myself because I'm such a neato Christian, instead of doing that stupid, stupid thing, I just told the Lord, please get me through this as swiftly as is able. Let me pull out of it anything I can get, and uh, let's get back to the things that we got to do. And that's where I left it. Now, for me, that's a leap and a bound. I mean, I'm just way, way far away. Because 27 years ago in January, I had this same injury. When that injury took place, I was pastoring a church. I was on the football field when that injury took place. And that's when some of the other people who went to church with me, who I preached to, heard about tongues, but not the kind we're talking about from a Pentecostal point of view. Uh, And that's what happened because my leg went the other way, and then it went this way, and then it went that way, and it wasn't good. And I must have spent a week and a half just saying to God, why, 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 right? I was three weeks out, right? This injury was worse I'm already driving after three days. So in a very real sense, I am much, much more appreciative. By the way, I was 27 years younger when this happened last time, not just immature, but physically younger. And so I'm just like, wow, what a what a bunch of grace. I'll take it all day long. And so some of you knew about that and were praying for me, and I appreciate it. But here's the thing. You know what? You can make a decision to turn and to justify yourself just like I've done a thousand times before. Or you can turn before the Lord and say, you drop in whatever I need to catch. And let me figure it out and walk it right. And at least walk with some sense of maturity. I know you're watching. I don't want to dishonor you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't always do that. And boy, I hope if something bad happens again, I do it again. I do it the right way. 
But this time I was able to pull that off. Here's the bottom line. I'll be, I will be glad and rejoice in you. It is a decision, even in the midst of accidents. Ooh, what about that? All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor, now I use that word with some reservation, having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now uh, that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, let me just tell everybody that that K-double-A-men 
Still rocking in my mind. I like that. That's kind of a nice way to do it. We're going to do our trivia question, but somebody has called in. They want to share first, so we'll give them that opportunity. Then we'll do our Bible trivia, and then we'll do the rest of the teaching, and I'll give you a couple more updates on on the knee. That's what it should be called. It should be called, like, you know, like the knee. All right. Uh, ready? All right. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Good afternoon. This is Sergio. Hi, Sergio. How are you? Good. It's been a while since we've spoken. Yeah, yeah. I've been praying for you on a regular basis. I hope you're doing good. I am. That's the reason why I'm giving you a call. First and foremost, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry what happened to you. That just sounds so bad. But I hope you get better with your knee and your nose and all that stuff. Now, I appreciate that. It, it is getting better. And it was it was a bummer when it happened in that sense because it was like, uh, you know, you never. it's never a good time. <laughs> I can just imagine. Well, that was a good segue that you just mentioned how you were on the floor and and how you responded. But I'm going to tell you, uh, and I'm not going to take that much time, David, because I know how this works. But um, I, I was just miserable, miserable, miserable in my last job, and and I couldn't do it no more. And there was a Friday where I basically just prayed before I went in, and and I sincerely and genuinely just told God. I can't do this no more. I mean, my future and my life are in your hands. So that was a Friday. Monday, I went in and resigned. And Monday morning, and then Monday afternoon, I got a call from another job. Wow. And, and I just I just feel that being obedient and, and working on my faith helped me in that experience. Absolutely. What a great, great testimony. As soon as you let go and can just said, you know what? I'm, here it is. I, I can't do any better. You're going to have to help me out. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> he helped you out. And, and and I'm telling you, David, I mean, I, I think you know me. I, I, the first time I called was like three or four months ago, and I was very honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm zealous. I mean, I'm really, really aggressive in, in knowing this, and, and, and I'm like, I'm, I'm reading the Bible now and, and reading Christian books, and I'm like, man, this is real. This thing is real. I mean, if you really, really give yourself, like, if you succumb, if you surrender, like you say, it's real, and I just really wanted to show with that with the uh, with, with the audience. Excellent, excellent job, brother. That's a great, great job. It's wonderful that uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and you just did, and you are a redeemed of the Lord. That is awesome. Great testimony. I thank you, David. And have a great have a great day, and uh, hope you feel better, man. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. God bless you. Bye. 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 All right, you got to got to be seen. Now look at Sergio. So he's like gonna. All right, Lord, you know what? You're gonna have to be in. Ch- I love that attitude uh, that Christians will have, and I've mentioned it before. And I'm and and I'm I'm not trying to take away from that, so don't misunderstand. But I just remember the one time where I prayed for a job and looking through the paper, and I said, you know, Lord, I asked you for a job. I'm just gonna put this paper down. Walked out my front door, and the landscaper around our house that was doing the house for my mom said, Hey, Dave, you need a job. And I worked with that guy. His name was Ben. He was a Christian. I worked with that guy for three years. It's like you just <laughs> the Lord. He's so much smarter. It's just not. It's not funny. It's like he's really smart. We're really not. Okay, that's a nice way to say that. Okay, uh, great testimony by Sergio. Excellent work. Uh, here we go on our first trivia question. When did Mary realize that the man in the garden was Jesus? What happened that she went, Rabboni? What happened? That's the question I'm asking. I'm kind of leaving it there. Uh, you don't have to have a perfect answer. You rarely have to have a perfect answer. I don't think we do a lot of math. So I don't I don't feel that that's really a big part of us. Uh, 
If you want to respond, you can call in 972-445-0770. Kirk got it right away. Excellent job, brother. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, we are going to do our DNA because I haven't done that for a little while. Uh, DNA is what we should be made of. The D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Nah, I mean daily. I wasn't here uh, yesterday. I wasn't here uh, the day before. That didn't stop me from spending time with the Lord, and it should never stop you. And if things are disrupted, that's, that's a bummer. That's a big disruption. You still spend time with God. You still hang out with the Lord. So daily. Draw closer to the Lord daily. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what the Word of God has to say. Never let the world shame you. There are a bunch of sinful, philosophical people. Why would you care? And they don't have a heaven to put you in, so who cares? It's like this, that's that simple. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that you're not just focused on yourself. And I, it's hard at times. And there's times you do need to focus on yourself. And it's not saying never focus on yourself. But you got to also focus on other people, their lives, their universes, and what's going on with them and be in prayer for them. And by doing that, you are honoring and living in that way where you love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, presenting yourself to God. Then you love your neighbors. You love yourself. That's just the, the wit and wisdom of it all right there. Okay, that is our DNA. All right, last time on the trivia, and then we'll get into the rest of the teaching. The trivia question is, when did Mary realize that the man in the garden was Jesus? What had happened just before she got that ding? Just before the light bulb went off. Ding! Like, oh, wait. Uh, if you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Got all that stuff covered? Just think, I didn't get to do the show for two days. So, you know what, I, on, on those two days, on one day, I wrote out a whole bunch of shows, which I never do, so I thought it was really fascinating. But on this other day, the Lord gave me such a cool devotional in First John chapter 1. I mean, it was just lights out one of the best I've ever had. So, you know, in that sense, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I love it when the Lord shows, I mean, he shows us stuff, it's the greatest. All right, let's go back to this Psalm 9. There's something really fascinating here. And I didn't catch this until afterwards, so I kind of like that when I'm reading something and I think about it, and then I go, oh, you know, I didn't think about that at that moment. So Psalm 9 says this, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. By the way, this does not mean that you have to tell people with brilliance. You just tell people, oh, this is what the Lord did for me. It doesn't have to be anything wise. Witnessing doesn't have to be done with such great, you know, speaking and, well, what a great orator. And just tell what God did. God's truth makes its way. So I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be, I will be glad and rejoice in you, making that decision. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High, giving God praise and honor and glory. And then this verse 3 kind of snuck in. I didn't quite catch it. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence. And then you just go on and you start reading the Psalms and you just like you just skip by that verse because it's like, yeah, that doesn't apply to me. I don't care. And yet it does apply to us because the enemies of God, they fall and perish at God's presence. Now, 
What's amazing about that is that you and I find joy in the presence of the Lord and find peace and find grace in the presence of the Lord. And these people are finding judgment in a certain sense, in a certain capacity. These people that find the presence of the Lord to be uh, uh, something that makes them fall or something that makes them perish are illustrating they wouldn't even be comfortable in heaven because they don't like the presence of God. It's not good for them. But for us who are believers, it's like we want more of God. More, more, more. More, more, more. Get us up to heaven. Let's do this thing. Somebody blow the horn. Let's get the last person saved, and let's get out. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's come on. And the idea behind that is we love the Lord. We love his presence, and his presence is the fullness of joy. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11. We love that. And the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We love that. But the enemies of God hate that. You see that big distinction? You see that big differential? People think there's political differences and cultural differences. And it's like all that stuff's like uh, uh, put it in a thimble. The big difference is in the presence of God, we rejoice. And in the presence of God, other people are going to scream and freak out and hate it. Now there's a difference. That's a distinguishing factor. That's where you understand what Jesus said. He pulls in the net, and some go to the right, and some go to the left. Some are kept, and some are thrown out. Or that he talks about the sheep and the goat, and the sheep go to the right, and the goat go to the left. Now you're really getting where real division is. It's along the lines of God's presence. And people who are going to heaven love God's presence. And people who are not hate God's presence. That's what happens to the enemies of God. It's like, wow. In the meantime, we love the—I I praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I tell of all your marvelous works. I'm glad. I rejoice in your name. I will sing praises to you. I didn't say I'd, I'd sing good. I'm not a great singer, but I'll still sing them. You're one of those people, you know, like Dr. Jeffress used to say, he's been this line's been around for 200 years, but it's still he does it better than most people. He says, I do sing unto the Lord. It's a joyful noise. <laughs> Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is we all have a joyful noise. Got it. If you're really that bad, which I can be, then just do it in your car. <laughs> Nobody can hear you anyway. My point is have that heart that just so wants more of God all the time inside you all the time. More of him is always a better answer. Right. All right. Uh, the answer to the trivia question: When did Mary realize that the man in the garden was Jesus? The answer to that trivia question is this: As soon as Jesus said her name, Mary, then she said Rabboni. And when God called your name, you responded the same way. When he calls your name, you get it. Okay? Gonna take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, reach down and see. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. 
Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem or creation itself is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made, Oh, yes, it is. Of course, it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, oh. Kadoki, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience.